Lionel Media, L-I-O-N-E-L. He's a radio veteran, a trial lawyer, a former prosecutor, author. Uh, he is a uh, renaissance man of sorts. Uh, <laughs> he has his own his subscription video channel. Uh, again, that is the LionelMedia.com and Lionel Nation on YouTube. So Lionel joins me, and maybe we'll have a chance to even take a few calls right after this. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell do you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it, I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. These products have transformed my life and Susan's and saved her marriage. Discover the key to oral hygiene, regardless of your current daily dental routine. Whether you diligently brush and floss multiple times a day or you struggle, you got bleeding gums, bad breath, plaque buildup, this revelation is for both of you. Surprisingly, over 350,000 Americans experience health issues that may be connected to their toothbrush or even caused by it ranging from heart or blood sugar problems, forgetfulness, digestive difficulties, immune issues, all related to oral hygiene. Scientific studies have shown that a simple switch of your toothbrush can lead to a healthier teeth and potentially save your marriage. Yes, save your marriage. Our study, we did a personal study. My wife, Susan, hates the sound of the sonic toothbrushes, but introducing the real white sonic toothbrush of course, also their hydroxyapatite dirty mouth mineral toothpaste by Primal Life Organics. These products have transformed my life and Susan's and saved her marriage. It's much quieter. It's a very powerful toothbrush, but it is quiet and it saved our marriage. So the real white sonic toothbrush from Primal Life Organics stands out among all other electric toothbrushes I've tried. It effectively eliminates plaque, harmful bacteria, promotes gum health. Get yours and enjoy 60% off at naturaltoothbrush.com slash DREW. Couple of reminders heading into the week. Uh, I can't believe it's October already. Next Wednesday, I was just communicating with Naomi Wolf. She wants to come back to talk about a new study that shows, lo and behold, vaccines are associated with menstrual irregularities. Something I had to apologize to Naomi about. Uh, there we go. We also have Jay Bhattacharya in on the fifth. Uh, the following week at an early time, Rob Schneider comes and joins us as well. So that's the lineup heading forward. A lot of interesting people coming to join us, including today's guest, Lionel. Here he is. Welcome, Lionel Media, Lionel Nation. There he is. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm so glad that your marriage was saved by virtue of a, by a toothbrush. Uh, a toothbrush. A toothbrush. Let me tell you. You, you don't listen. I Tell us. Go ahead. No, no, I, I, I cannot say enough about how important it is for people to to have uh, to to prevent. A, I don't know if it's gingival health, but but to to uh, to floss. It's critical. How it's yeah. uh, associated yeah. with inflammation and heart disease. By the way, the thing I'm fascinated yeah. right now is I'm going to open up a chain of fecal transplant. I think fecal transplant is the most exciting, fascinating thing. It's been linked to improvements in not not only bipolar disorder, alcoholism. Uh, C. diff, uh, 
See, you laugh. Well, see, you for laugh. sure. See, I didn't laugh. Susan's behind the camera laughing there. But see, diff for sure. Uh, and, and when people think of fecal transplant, they imagine that somebody's stool is being pushed up the tukai. That's no, exactly it's made what into I'm a capsule. About. No, it's no, made into no, a capsule. No, no, no. No, that's, you want to have. You want to have. No, no. You want to have tukas no, transplant. This, okay, yeah, but, right, but to your right. point about the toothbrush, absolutely gingival health and coronary disease absolutely. being now correlated, other yeah. inflammatory conditions. But but the comedy here, Lionel, is we were on a cruise, and what was the question they asked me about what will, the, what, will, uh, what your wife say is your most annoying feature? We did like a newlywed game thing, and I said, oh, she's going to say my toothbrush immediately. And she, and she, she came out and she goes, his toothbrush. And that was before we found this group. Nothing so else is annoying about this you. Is, this has changed our life, literally. It's, it's, you look, when you live with somebody for long, long periods of time, these little annoyances can become big annoyances if you're not careful. Just like with the camera pans, very smooth. By the way, uh, <laughs> a, a couple of things which is also important regarding cruises, um, I would yeah. rather lick a belt sander or drink ink than go on a cruise. Uh, hell to me would be on a cruise. And it's just there's something about uh, do whatever you want. Don't waterboard me. You don't have to do anything. Just threaten me with the cruise. I'll tell you where all the uh, spies are. I'll get right, everything well, up. Just don't get me anywhere near those. You don't people. know what you've been missing. You don't. Oh, know I do. Been, oh, those. You don't like the. It's the other people on the cruise you don't like. I see. Oh, well, absolutely. Any, I see. I get it. So listen, let's get yeah, right to it. Yes, um, yes please. please. Uh, I, I, I am preoccupied around issues of free speech. Uh, the, the old mm -hmm. simple notion that I grew up with was the, the, the speech that I fight to, uh, the most to protect is the speech I hate the most. Uh, exactly. And now we've gone to... We've gone to a very weird place now where if somebody has deemed you a bad or evil person because right. of some something uh you must be stopped uh, you must be you, you know your enemies must be silenced is the right. new sort of um call call to arms and what i don't understand is let, let, let's start with just this simple question mm -hmm. where do people think <laughs> or how do they imagine it's going to work Who's going to determine who needs to be silenced? Uh, yes, you right now, self-righteously, not you, but this anybody that would would um, adhere to this sort of uh, notion would think self-righteously, well, me, I'm going to decide, of course. But right. no, eventually somebody else decides, much like in the French Revolution, as I always point out, eventually everyone goes on the guillotine. That's a, that's a feature of this sort of excess. So go ahead. Well, for, first, let, let's start with this wonderful thing called this wonderful constitution that even if you read it, it doesn't tell you anything. It's, it's, it doesn't tell you anything. You need years and years of, of saying, well, what do you mean by clear and present danger? And well, what about this? And what about yelling theater in a crowded fire and all that stuff? Let, let me get down to brass tacks. You know, Dr. Drew, we as Americans, and I love my country, hate my government hate it. I, if I ran this country, Washington would be a ghost town. You wouldn't see, there would be nobody there and we'd be better off. But the country itself, we have these internal, almost reflexive Pavlovian obeisant kind of thoughts where we say, come on, that's not fair. That's un-American. It's not constitutional. And like Judge Scalia used to always say, there was a Prego 
a spaghetti commercial where these always say, what about basil? It's in there. What about the oregano? It's in there. People think the Constitution, everything's in there. Virtually nothing's in there. We have to compartmentalize our free speech. And there's that governmental draconian thing, which doesn't come up that much. But here's where we have an interesting thing, Dr. Drew. Mm. Historically, the First Amendment only applied to the government. The government was the one that shut you up and threw you in jail and took away your license or did whatever. That was fine. That was direct and nobody questioned it. Then came this thing called social media, social media platforms. And they started off kind of quaint. Oh, look, there's Twitter. Isn't that nice? Old YouTube. Funny. Look, there's a cat video. That's wonderful. Now, it is the primary way that people in the world communicate. It is the art, the artery system. It's, uh, it's It was like this, this communicative angiogenesis. It just, it grew. And it's how the world speaks and how people make money. And we learn it's, it's, it's beyond the phone. Okay. So then what happened was somebody said, okay, good. Do you like your social media? Russell Brand? Dr. Drew, do you like it? Tucker or who, whoever your person is, do you, do you like that? Alex Jones or pick the person you like or don't like. Do you like it? Good. Do you need this for your business? Good. Have a lot of followers? Good. Boom. Not anymore. Then the people who would say, wait a minute, how did you just do this? This is my livelihood, my commerce. Excuse me. This is a private entity. This isn't the government. The government didn't tell us to do this. We don't work for the government. We're not agents of the government. This is private. There's no state action. There's no entanglement. Well, the Twitter files come along and guess what? There was. And now we have to do something which is different. We, as a country, have to get off our duffs and we have to go and we have to declare either by statute, by fiat, by legislation, by court order or something. We have to reclaim and reestablish these social media platforms as utilities, as the phone. Dr. Drew, imagine if you were on the phone and you're talking to Naomi Campbell, about, I mean, Naomi Campbell, Naomi, uh, whoever, or Naomi Campbell, for them, and you're talking about COVID, wolf. you're talking about mm -hmm. something, wolf, cry wolf indeed, or you're talking to them and, you're, and all of a sudden your phone goes dead. And Verizon or whoever says, excuse me, we don't like what you were talking about. That's unproven. This is misinformation. This is hate speech. You say, wait, 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 you're the phone company. You can't tell me that. Well, that's what I submit social media are. And let me give you my latest one. As you mentioned so astutely, Dr. Drew, we have to, it's, it's the, the First Amendment and the spirit of it is not to protect the Johnny Mann singers or Florence Henderson or something. It's, it's, it's vile, horrible things. Now, recently, there's a story about Roger Waters, Roger Waters of Pink Floyd uh, uh, fame, uh, a, uh, a virulent of, yes, indeed. What you do when you clean it up, wear a long coat, nobody will notice. So in any event, is that what the kids call it today? But as I was saying, this is a guy who apparently says these terrible anti-Semitic things, terrible, mm, horrible okay. things I would never yeah. say. Now, here's the latest one. Dr. Drew, let's say you say the most horrible things imagine against the Alsatians. I mean, as vile, as virulent. But you said it, not here, maybe 14 years ago. Or maybe somebody uh, accused you of making lewd noises while they changed the mannequin at Macy's 14 years ago. 
What if a woman claims you said something untoward 14 years ago? Okay, that's the criminal and civil statute. But now social media platforms say, oh, no, 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 no. We just don't like you. So your speech and your speech and your actions, unproved, uncharged, no due process, no a due process says notice and the opportunity to be heard, meaning I have to charge you with something and give you the opportunity to rebut it. You're saying, for all you know, 14 years ago, wait a minute, what? That's right. You're done. You're finished. Now, in the case of, let's say, Roger Waters, whether you like him or not, it doesn't really matter. We have to take a new position called hashtag so what? This is going to be tough for people. We say, okay, Roger Waters said this. So what? Roger Brand, uh, Roger Brand, uh, Russell Brand was uh, accused of such and such. So what? It doesn't matter. We don't condone it. We don't like it. Let him address it. Let people sue. But we don't cut his tongue out because he did something that has nothing to do with what we're talking about now. Speech. You can still speak when you're on death row. And we are, and this is the worst part. I think we mentioned last time with Lebon and, you know, there's weird murmurations of people. <laughs> people sit back and they just think, bless you. People look back and they just say, you know what? It's, if, if, it's, if it's wrong, let me give you an example. COVID. Isn't it funny how all of these, not you, mind you, Duncan, not you, but some of your colleagues, all of a sudden now said, hey, is this, is, is it coast clear? Yeah. Let's talk about it. You knew about this before. Oh, no, no, no. These studies are different. Don't give me that. You knew about it. And I don't blame you for keeping your mouth shut. Have you ever heard about this guy on YouTube? His name is Dr. John Campbell. He's got about 2.8. Oh, sure. This guy at first, when COVID, he was talking about, and it's the most awful thing with the virions and they're coming into the mm -hmm. spike protein. It was like Bella Lugosi. Now, all of a sudden, somebody said, everybody out of the pool, it's okay. Now he's talking about all of these things, which a lot of the crazy folks who hawked, you know, ivermectin and blah, blah, or who, who made the, the connection between myocarditis and blah, blah, blah. Now, all of a sudden, it's cool. So here's the thing I don't understand. When did, when did they change the rules? Now, is is there a, a place I can go, like a website that says, okay, you can now talk about this? You know, uh, questioning school shootings are out. Uh, still, not that I want to, but there are these lists of things. Moon landing questions, no. Uh, COVID, eh, maybe. Masks, definitely. Six months ago, it was a different thing. Now, here is the bottom line. And we talked about this biomedical um tyranny that I'm worried about. There's a Supreme Court case, Jacobson against Massachusetts, 1905. And it dealt with this fellow who was fined because he, they said, you have to take a booster, either a vaccine, a smallpox vaccine or a booster. This is 1905. And he said, look, we had this in Holland or wherever the hell it was. And I don't want to do it again. I, I reacted so violently. They said, sorry. And the Supreme Court said, yes, the state of Massachusetts can fine him $15 then, which is about $150 now, but $15. And that was it. That's all it said. Today, these zealots are using this Jacobson case as an example 
for not only can you force people to take vaccines, but they can lose their jobs, uh, religious exemptions don't apply, and you've got these these this pitchfork and torch crowd from once ostensibly these people were liberals coming out of the woodwork who all of a sudden in this weird kind of scrum, they're demanding this. And if you said, explain your virulence, and I swear, Dr. Drew, I think it's because they just love the action of this. They couldn't care less about vaccines or COVID. It's this thing. It's like, how dare you well, think you're going to be? Let me, let me, yeah. So let me stop you. There's a lot to unpack, obviously. Uh, I want right. to uh, unpack a little bit about, about Jacobson, if we can here, because we were talking about it yesterday as well. It's coming up a bit now. The excesses in which for which Jacobson is used. You know, so what you were describing, this sort of um, delight in hurting other people, is called scapegoating. And scapegoating becomes a really serious mass action when there are lots of traumatized people and narcissists in the population. That's when they, rather than get aggressive towards each other, they focus their aggression out there in the bad guys. Some, and together they gratify their aggression. I mean, they literally will kill people. I mean, that's what, again, the French Revolution was all about. So the scapegoating is alive and well, and that's a lot of what you were describing, and I, and I want to get more into that. But before I do, I want to ask a question. You know, the, the law has a way of interpreting and reinterpreting itself or previous judgments or previous cases. He, Jacobson said one thing. You can ask somebody to do something, you can hold them to it, and you can find them if they don't do it. Is there anything in that case report or any in subsequent reinterpretations of that case that suggest in any way that it can be interpreted the way it has been interpreted lately, which is, <laughs> as you said, it's okay to take people's you know, livelihoods away, move them out of the country, but discriminate. All these things are when used, all these things, these ex incredible excesses in terms of infringements of civil liberties, people point at the Jacobson case as the reason they can do that. How far from reality is that? I will tell you how far. Uh, there was a case in 1927, Buck against Bell. Uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes, one of the greats who said you can't, better to let a thousand guilty people go than one, than to imprison one English uh, uh, guilty, um, innocent person. Buck against Bell was the, was the case that allowed the states to sterilize the mentally mm. enfeebled. And it's good mm. law today. But here's what it said. Oliver Wendell Holmes, as opposed to Oliver Wendell Douglas from Green Acres, but Oliver Wendell Holmes said, well, after all, uh, and, and I'll get the exact quote for you, but something to the effect of having somebody mandate, uh, 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 fining somebody for a refusal to get a booster or a vaccination is far more problem than just snipping some fallopian tubes. They use that. Roe against Wade in this notion of substantive due process. Oh, they, they took this. Look, let me explain. And, and you're spot on with this. For some reason, we Americans think that we are the most, we are just, I mean, we're just beautiful. We had, the, we, we had the fugitive slave clause in the Constitution until the 13th Amendment came along. We had a provision that says, now, wait, 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 before we talk about any kind of special rights, we got to have something in there that says that if your slave runs away, I got to give them back. Okay. This was primary on their concern. But they're also using 
this idea, and this really kills people or uh, obsess people. Let me ask you, uh, Dr. Drew, do you think there is anything in the Constitution that guarantees a gay marriage or guarantees marriage or guarantees, I hate to use the word, they called it then, sodomy or some particular, is there anything that guarantees, is there anything that guarantees an abortion in the Constitution, not, not by virtue of interpretation? And the answer is, they are still arguing this. I say no, but that doesn't mean that states can't do anything. There's a lot of, so your right. point is, is spot on. The thing is, is that when you want to look for something, remember Dred, Dred Scott case was absolutely correct under the law. Absolutely. Right. And if the Supreme Court had decided in the case of Brown, maintain Plessy and said separate but equal, that would have been it. You know, we live under this illusion. But but here is the thing, more, more importantly, you are a man of science. And if it wasn't for somebody who dared to question some, who was it, uh, Semmelweis, who washed his hands, or Ignat Semmelweis, who said, let's, I think we should maybe wash our hands. And, you what are you, crazy? Yes. All right, somebody breaking away from this, whether it's Copernicus or Galileo or a string theorist yeah. or science is always about taking something and saying, you know what, I think maybe we want to revisit this. Well, then they came up with, they said, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to introduce a couple of new concepts, misinformation, disinformation, data information. I don't know the differences between this. Um, also, it's the science. Dr. Drew, trust the science. How much? Look yeah. at what so, you've done. In, yeah. I'm sorry. So the no, science no. is, as if you watch the video of Harvey Reich before we went live here, he was saying the science is not the, the theories and the concept. The, the science is the examination, the re-examination of hypothesis and theory with experimentation. And then analytic, the analytic uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, evaluating the numbers that you get from the experimentation. Uh, and that's the science. The science is not the story that evolves as a result no, of the experimentation. Exactly. That's, that's a, sort of a description of reality based on findings in the science. Go ahead. No, but what, what you've done, and uh, somebody that I've always admired, Nora Volkoff and others in terms of, of addiction, in the old days, and I don't blame people in the days of, of witches where they would say, these people are weak and it's the devil. Imagine seeing your first case of Tourette's or something in the, you know, mm. the 14th century if they even had it. Well, Seizures. your profession, your profession came up, your profession came along and said, wait, 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 we have this new instrumentation. Let's look at PET scan and imaging. And you know what? There may be, believe it or not, an actual um, a palpable uh, a somatic neurological reason to disabuse people of this particular sense of guilt. And maybe, and they looked, you go, and I'm sure they told you, you're just some liberal, you're weak. That's what's wrong with this country. You and you pointy-headed scientists always trying to find some medical reason. And you're thinking, wait a minute, I'm not trying to do this. Let me give you another one. If ever you want to really get into trouble, look at what people like Thomas Sowell did, who talked about mm. uh, population studies and what motivates certain ethnicities. Try this one. I have been in the for 40 years as a lawyer, as a graduated, and I was a prosecutor. And whenever we would go to have a, some kind of a consortium or a conclave or something, they would say, what do you think are the reasons for, for crime? And why are some particular ethnicities and demographics 
more, more, not prone to criminal activity, but why are they in the system more? Why is this one particular group that makes up, let's say, 14% of the population, roughly 70% state prisons? And we used to say, even then, stop. You don't want to hear the answer to this. Just don't go there. Don't go there. Just let it go. But it would, it would behoove us to do as you say, Dr. Drew. Look at from an empirical point of view. Look at the data. Have a hypothesis. And if you can repeat it, it becomes a theory. And if it makes some sense, not this one. Because what you need, we are, we used, remember when we used to laugh at PC and political correct? That was the glory days. Those were wonderful days. Then came cancel culture. What we're looking at right now is something so different. We're looking at, at a world right now that is so, I think it was 980, whatever, 981 days since the Biden administration. Now, that's the only thing I can figure. The only, from some, something happened there. Dr. Drew, if I would have told you when you were in uh, medical school that one day, Learned members, learned members of your profession from the, the most prestigious schools would actually be arguing about whether a gender, whether a male can have a baby and, and, and whether it would be a good idea to have kids who cannot even decide their favorite color, who one day say, you know, mom, I think baby I'm a girl. No problem. Off you go. Snip, snip, tuck, tuck. An orchiectomy here, a bump. Did you ever think, and not only that, and we're not talking about somebody from some leftist uh, pinko organization, from the highest levels, from the lauded halls of the greatest medical institutions. My question to you, sir, is this, what has happened to us? And I'm sure people have said this in one way or another throughout every epoch and every aspect of uh, life and every um, period of time. But dear God, I've never seen, I, we see crime. Everything is exaggerated. Everything is, is, is turbocharged. Everything is gain of function. And not COVID. I mean the insanity that we are having. It seems like it is just, I don't know if it's a scapegoating or if this is just some scrum or something, but my God, I don't even know where is it going to end. And here's what I'm going to say, and this is not to be political because you're very important about this. I cannot take four more years of whatever the hell this is. I don't know what you want to call it, but I will go for anarchy. I will go for uh, anarcho-syndicalism. I don't care. Loincloths and, and, and anything. I can't. Take any more of so, this. Do so, you hear so me? To your, I can't. Yes, we've covered a lot of ground here. I agree. Okay, but but the one thing to I, we're gonna have to take a little break in a second here. But I, I want, want to bring it back to the free speech conversation a little bit more. But but um, I have a, another uh, podcast I do with. I used to do it with Christina P, who's a comedian, and uh, I would I would go called Doctor Drew after dark. Right. And I was I was I would say to her, you know, what? How much? She, she, it's gonna change. It's gonna change. I go, she goes, you know, what we need. We need a rational revolution, and I thought, oh, that is exactly what we need. Do you have, Caleb? You have a picture of our 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 cups with the iconography on that. We we use a little Soviet style sort of imagery to uh, to uh, mark our rational revolution. Do you have that, Caleb? By any I'm gonna I'm gonna try to the, find the it. Coffee. There's a coffee cup, but you can get it on the YMH website for sure. But maybe we get back, we'll show it to you guys. But I, when we when we get back, I, I want to bring it back to uh, free speech. I was listening Good. to a 
Uh, yeah, I was listening to an interview with Greg Lukianoff, who's an attorney. He's a civil rights attorney. And uh, he was always very liberal, and now he is concerned about the excesses. And uh, he, he uh, specifically was concerned not about the specifications in the law around free speech. He was worried what happens when the culture of free speech is undermined and how the culture of free speech leads to laws against free speech. In, for instance, Alexis de Tocqueville, I point this out all the time, a, a Frenchman that came here in the 1820s to examine it. He was, it was a ruse, but he was supposed to be examining our so-called penitentiary system. And what he ended up doing was meeting all the great leaders of the day and touring the country. And he wrote a very famous book called Democracy in America. Democracy in America. And in Democracy in America, one of the things he observed, amongst many others, one of the things, one of the things he observed, by the way, was that uh, we he's never seen a country with so many lawyers, and that that could destroy us, number one. But number two, he's he noticed that we have the greatest prescriptions in the law for free speech, but one of the least actual abilities to practice free speech because of something he called the town square. He said in the town square, you're going to get destroyed. You're going to lose. They're going to, they're going to ostracize you. Something's going to happen. You have free speech. You just can't use, use it because of the town square. So when we get back, I want you to sort of address that specific issue. And then I want to drift into a little bit of McCarthy era talk. So we'll be back oh, right after this with more Lionel. Yeah. I think everyone knows the next medical crisis could be just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of another pandemic or something much more routine like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their physicians on like Dr. McCullough frequently. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals you can trust. And their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. It's really, it's a safety net. It's an insurance policy yeah, absolutely. that you hope you're not going to need, but if you need it, you sure as heck are going to wish you had it if you need it. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin, z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all these life-saving medications. From anthrax to tick bites, to COVID-19, the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured, knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to help you and your family stay safe from whatever life throws at you next. Go to drdrew.com slash TWC, that is drdrew.com forward slash TWC, to get 10% off today, just click on that link. Fall is right around the corner, which means dry, flaky red skin from allergy season is coming with it. But the best way to take care of your skin is with our skincare secret, GenuCell. You don't need to worry about that puffy, tired eye look or those annoying dark spots or even dry, flaky skin because GenuCell skincare has you covered. Susan and I love our GenuCell products so much, we want you to try our personally curated skincare bundles. It's risk-free at GenuCell.com slash Drew. GenuCell works so well, you can see the results in this unplanned live moment on our show when the Redness Repair Cream repaired my skin in just minutes right before your eyes. Their concentrated vitamin C serum helps keep your skin plump and hydrated. Plus, with their immediate effects, you can see astonishing results in under 12 hours. Quick, effective, and easy. Go to GenuCell.com slash Drew right now to try our bundles and save over 60% today. And remember to enroll in GenuCell's world-class concierge program for additional savings and free shipping. Don't wait. It's 
genucel.com slash Drew, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash D-R-E-W. There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar, inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there is one asset that has withstood famine, wars, political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times, gold. And you can own it in a tax shelter retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just visit birchgold.com drew for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. I do not give financial advice, and previous performance is no guarantee of future performance. Visit birchgold.com slash Drew to get your free info kit on gold. That is B-I-R-C-H-G-O-L-D dot com slash D-R-E-W. And we are back. We are here with Lionel, of course. And uh, before the break... I was bringing up the issue of the culture of free speech as opposed to the prescription in the law and how the culture of uh, suppression of free speech has crept certainly into our law schools and certainly into the administrative structures of our legal institutions as well as our institutes of higher education generally and how that leads to very potentially very serious problems down the line. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Um, there used to be a time when when I was studying, we always talked about what was allowed. What was allowed? Oh, there we go. Oh, there's my, wait, wait, so Lionel, there's my rational evolution cup. I wanted to show it to you. And I and I want you to notice, I'm in the middle there with Christina P. over me, and we've got the sort of, I guess that's the star the, of the mouse star. There it is. And you, what I love about this, amongst other things, is you'll notice my Lennon-esque pose. One of the famous, the, if, I, if I just had a little beard on, it would be a perfect rendition of one of the most famous pictures of Who made that Lennon. logo? Uh, it's somebody, one of the, the fans that's yeah. Christina over me. It really was, it's seriously brilliant. I'm sure it's an art student or something. Should have bought one. You know, it's funny. Uh, we don't have one. Christine. They're still for sale. Christine, yes. Go you ahead. Know, when you said, uh, Christina P over me, reminds me of some undenism, some Eurolagnic reference to the P, uh, reference from the dossier, but I digress. No. A couple of things here. Um, what, one of the, you know, it's funny how we always have to go back and look at how sometimes the law got it right. In a similar vein, you, you, your, your point's well taken. The Constitution means nothing if the citizens never have even this, an allergy to the idea of free speech being curtailed. So they would, listen, if nobody ever says, no, that's okay, that's okay. You know, the, the Constitution is not self-regulating. It doesn't just correct things. Let me throw this one at you. I consider one of the biggest potential uh, dangers to humanity is artificial general intelligence, not AI. That's uh, AGI. And a couple of things. Now, let me explain this to you. One of the most interesting aspects of First Amendment free speech is the idea of CSAM. And my wife, who is an expert in this, we talk about this, this is child sexual abuse material. And she is with Lynn's Warriors and has dedicated her life. And so we're always talking about how this has trans Mogrified into levels of depravity that we could never even imagine before. But here's a twist, and follow me through this. Let's assume that I were to show you something and you were to drop it, recoil in horror 
as the, they're depicted was the most unimaginable scene with an a child, an infant, whatever. And and you are you are sickened. And I said, whoa, 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 wait. Good news. That's not real. That's artificially intelligent, AGI, whatever. It's not real. It isn't. It isn't. It's horrible. Now, most people would say that doesn't matter. The very fact that you have it is enough to ban it. Now, I, who find the whole notion detestable, say there's a bigger issue here. If this is not what you say it is, what's the difference between that and a sketch or a crude drawing or a thought? This is a thought. Now, granted, it's reduced to something which is, looks almost identical to a, an actual picture, but it is a thought. Do you believe, see, we don't, in this kind of a town square idea, I always hold the First Amendment and free speech, that is supreme. We hold our nose, we say, this must prevail. This must mean that terrible things must be said. Remember, uh, perhaps during our generation, uh, the anarchist cookbook, people yeah. said, you can't have a book that tells you how to make bombs. Oh, yes, you can. It was something called Paladin Press years ago. So we live, and, and I think we're the same generation. We remember how it was cool when Carlin's Dirty Joke and Lenny Bruce mm -hmm. and even mm -hmm. uh, the PMRC with uh, Tipper Gore. Our whole world, mine, has been one example of limitation of speech after another. And that's how we were raised and we were kind of like indoctrinated. And we appreciate that. And we understand that. Sometimes the, the more creative it is, the more problematic. Okay, let's cut to and, today. And, and if, before, yes. before you cut to today, and let's re also recall that most of the suppression was coming from the right. Uh, myself, Howard Stern, people who are on the radio talking about provo provocative talk topics. Remember when uh, General Powell's son was the head of the FCC? And yes. when he was, he started cracking down on the speech of people on the radio. It, it, it got ridiculous. And that right. that was the group. And then, you know, and then uh, there was... Uh, to, there was a bunch of people trying to change right. music and lyrics. And sure, that was the right. Yeah, right. And even the, even they never took the kind of egregious, dangerous, destructive techniques to get their way. Right. They just raised a lot of hell. But people are, whose lives are being destroyed now. Thank you for saying this. I don't know about the medical profession, whether you have conservatives or liberals, because this 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 left right paradigm is ridiculous. I don't even know what it means, and and I I still don't know what it mm. means. You're right. Mm. People in the old days were pretty much to the left, and but it, but it was sexual. It was it was for the most part it was yeah. words and sexual. Now yeah. today, with all due respect to uh, to uh, Howard Stern, who who was a, certainly a pioneer, and when I started in talk radio, it was around the time of Howard and and, and Rush Limbaugh and others. They used to have these things called shock jocks. Do you know what shocks people today? Is the truth. What will get people today is you can say anything you want about anything sexual. That doesn't matter. What bothers people right. more than anything today is for you to dare to contest or to reframe mm -hmm. or restructure an accepted truth. And that could be an historical reference, assassination. Let me give you an example. This is the way I think. Alex Jones uh, purportedly said that he did not believe that certain shootings took place. Okay. The issue is never, do I agree with this? The issue is not whether I, do I find this reprehensible? That's not the issue. The 
The issue is very simply this. The issue is, in fact, in law school, we always had the IRAC rule. Issue, rule, analysis, conclusion. What's the issue? What's the rule? Analyze the two and conclude it. That's it. Linear critical thinking. What's the issue? The issue is, does he have the right to merely opine as to whether he believes an event did or didn't take place? 9-11, JFK, but whatever it is. The answer, I think most people would say, yes, he does have the right. And you could argue in his case, it was different. Now, let's, let's take today's kids, or whatever that means, the kids. The kids will say, but it's wrong. Okay, to you. No, no, no. They'd, say, they'd say it hurts people. It hurts right. people. Well, that's the next one. People get it's hurt. It's hateful, yeah. right? It's hurtful. It's wrong. And, or they will say that they believe in this apodictic, Manichaean, absolute about trust to science. And it's dangerous. So what they're saying is, but the only good speech is dangerous. What if somebody came along and said that, and this, this I, I always, I was amazed by this. Somebody comes along and says, I've got a glio, glioma, a brain tumor, and I, and I found out that papaya enemas will cure you. Now you can say, no, wait a minute. That's your opinion. Yeah, but what if somebody were to forego medical treatment? You know what I say? That's the way it goes. Free speech is a bitch. It, it happens it all the really time. Is. It happens. Look, Steve, yes. Steve McQueen, if you remember, did not take medical Steve treatment. Jobs. He went down to Mexico. DMSO Steve Jobs had a yeah, Steve Jobs, terrible. He could have been cured easily with right, a surgery. Right. Instead, but, he was he was he refused it. He's entitled to refuse it, no matter how dumb the decision. And and again, Steve McQueen went right. down to Mexico and got coffee enemas. But um, I I, I want to grab a couple other ideas here. Um, so when it comes to the the suppression of free speech, right? We, we all, all of us have always looked at a few historical moments in horror. The McCarthy era, uh, universally agreed upon as that was an excess. And the things that were done, I, I sort of think maybe the Alien and Sedition Act also was sort of in a yes. similar, would you agree? Palmer okay. So those two, yeah. So those two historical moments that pretty much everybody goes, Alien and Sedition Act, we went mad. Why did we do that? We could never do that again. McCarthyism, we went mad. We can't possibly do that. We must never do that again. In the McCarthy area, era, for accusations, 100 professors in institution of higher education, 100 professors lost their job because of accusations. My understanding, a law was put in place to protect against that. In spite of that law, if you are accused of a something today of not towing the, uh, what should we say, the, the current, saying anything against the, the current truths, right? you will be fired in spite of that law. Right. And now we are at a position, this is what uh, Greg Lukianoff pointed out, 200 professors have been lost their jobs in the present moment, and that is accelerating. So we can't, and we seem unable to make the connection between what we are doing now and what we did during the McCarthy area, but we're doing it even worse at a much higher clip, and more people are being harmed. What is going on? Okay, a couple of things too, not to, uh, I hope I'm, I, I don't incur your wrath, but uh, not everything, the, 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 the McCarthy era, era was not exactly what you think it is. A lot of people would say, first of all, there were a lot of folks who were indeed members of the Communist Party. It was a different time then. It was post. And McCarthy would say, I didn't say fire these people. All I wanted to know was I set the stage. What Hollywood did, Dalton Trumbo and others, that's their business. So, and what, but you bring up a very good point. 
it's never but, but I, the but I said just to, just to defend myself, I said it's the excesses of the McCarthy era. The excesses are what we all agree are, were, were, are not have, okay. You will never have to defend yourself in front of me, sir, as long as I live. I will defend you. I will take <laughs> okay. a bullet for you. I'll stand in front of I'll even protect okay. you when you're in, in your uh, water pick. But here's the story. Nobody in the in society cared about this. There's not this part. Let me give you a terrible uh, example. Marine Le Pen, who's always said, oh, she's a right wing. Anybody who's called anything radical, I want to hear him. Left or right, I want to hear him because I like these people already. Give me a radical anything versus that. Eh. They asked her one time, what do you think about burkinis? And she said, that's not French. Now, let me ask you this. <laughs> what will we say today about what is American? What would we say? Would, would you say, oh, no, that'll never fly. What? Because we're American. What does that mean today? It means nothing. I live in a world, and I'm going to say to you, Dr. Drew, you can stop anything you want, but here's a knife, and I'm going to cut off a portion of your finger. You can go ahead and, and limit it, but I'm going to take off part of your finger. You'd be very, you'd be very careful. You would not, you know what, you'd say, I, I don't think I'm going to be doing this. I don't think I'm going to be doing this. That's what I say. I want to live in a world where you can say anything you want. Now, if you want to have warnings, that's fine. I have serious issues. Now, let me see if I can explain this to you. See if you can dig this, because I have gotten nowhere in my professional career. I was here on September the 11th, that Tuesday morning. I was here. What I saw and what, in many instances, the news reported had nothing to do with each other. Now, what I will say to you, absolutely unequivocally, that there are some, some portions of the, quote, official narrative that in no way reflect reality. Now, period. Now, immediately, here's what happens. They will say, they will call me a what? What's the word, kids? What is the word? What am I word? Somebody who dares to question the official narrative of something is called a conspiracy well, theorist. Yeah, there's several words they use now to to immediately label you as a bad person. That's the oh, anti-vaxxer. Whether yeah, but but, but uh, right. just it, but, all you have to do is say conservative. If you say conservative, you're a bad oh, person sure. and no longer need to be listened to. So you don't need to be listened to anymore. Just that's it. That's but it. You're a bad person. But but this is but look how now what happens is we make these words to be a fashion almost like a hiccup that like like the verbal fry is like people who who say particular phrases that's amazing just it becomes a tick so whenever you ask somebody whenever somebody says something and i always stop and say do you, do you know what a conspiracy is it's it's the the law hates two things the fact that you did it and the fact that you maybe arranged it you talk to somebody about this conspiracy, conspire, mm. conspirare to breathe with someone. You're breathing together. You're in unison. Mm. The conspiracy is the act, is the confederation. That's the thing they hated. Not what you did. Sometimes you could conspire and not even follow through with it, and they still hated that. Now, it's mm. become a Tuesday. Oh, they, the royal they, the people who say, for example, well, you know, Dr. Drew, I noticed that he was questioning the efficacy of masks. Oh, that's another conspiracy theory. And it's become tantamount or similar to a crazy tinfoil hat. And by the way, it's aluminum. We haven't used tin in years. But that's, that's a self-censorship. You hear what's happening? That's a self-censorship. Mm -hmm. That's not the government. Now, yep. there are people. That's the culture. Let me tell you something. There are people in your profession, and let me tell you something, if you're a, 
doctor, a family practitioner, a practitioner or internal medicine, you got a family, you got an overhead, you got people, and they're going to tell yeah. you, listen, we don't want to hear you opine about the the etiology and teleology of COVID. So, uh, and you might say, okay, I'm listen. Everybody's telling me to do this, so I don't give doctors a hard time. But that was a conspiracy, the conspiracy of silence, the conspiracy of you saying, wait mm -hmm. a minute, hold mm -hmm. it. Now, there's this other thing. Have you noticed that we don't ever talk about ever anybody saying anything like the old days? where something was sexually inappropriate. We're now right. talking about what will get you in trouble. You can say anything you want. You can drop F-bombs. You can say anything. That isn't going to be the problem. What's going to be the problem is if you dare question this particular narrative. And where it came, Dr. Drew, I have no idea. Now, let's get this little proviso out of the way. We all say this. I don't care if you want to be a mollusk. Nobody cares about this. We all understand this. But here's the story. I'm here in New York. I've been here for 30 whatever years. My wife and I, we've been involved in entertainment. I We know more probably, probably, I venture to say more, I'm just more gay people than you've ever known. And it's in New York, in New York City, it's like saying right-handed, left-handed, no big deal. So help, right. and we've, we've seen, I do not know. In no way in my life has the number of true transgenders ever comported or matched with that which I see at schools and people on TikTok. Now, I'm not suggesting anything, and I'm not calling into question, whatever. But here's what I want to do. May I, Dr. Drew, discuss this? May I, in addition to those people who want to affirm and state affirmatively their particular things, thoughts about this, may I question perhaps motivations. Uh, May I? The answer is no. You will not do that because then you are, a, what is a class? A transphobe. You are a transphobe and a conspiracy theorist. And all of a sudden, I love the way, the word, this is my favorite. Everybody's jumping now on Roger Waters, who's supposedly anti-Semitic, but you can say certain things about either Israel, and I don't want to go there, please. But that word is like you you use a statement. See, what have I not used? Oh, here's one, anti-Semitic. Let me let me put that one on. Whether it applies or not, whether it has anything to do with the Judaism, we love new words. And if you've noticed that TikTok, and by the way, I love social media. Social media and TikTok in particular has done more, and maybe you would know this better than I, Doctor. I'm sure there's a word for it to either potentiate, uh, not mental illness, but create new levels of identity, confusion, delusion, whatever it is, by virtue of this, not a drug, but a, but a platform that potentiates and accelerates and almost inspires new forms of, of loud and raucous confusion and ostentatious declarations of trans. I came up with the term cryptophobic, not transphobic, not a, but cryptophobic. Oh. Because I just made it up. Now put this together, put put what we've all discovered together, and you have an asylum. We live in a world, and Dr. Drew, I don't care whether you and please, I don't want to use this to say anything political. I don't care who it is. I believe the next president most probably is going to be Gavin Newsom. I'm going to tell you right now, he is going to be the Democratic nominee. There's no doubt about that. 
I promise you. And I hope to God he does a good job. But I am saying this again. Hello, world. I cannot take four more years. And whoever's involved, whoever's responsible for this. Doctor, do, do you know diseases that just kind of peter out or do diseases tend to get worse? <laughs> because this insanity, this collective psychosis that we are going through in this ceremonial scrum, this choreographed lunacy, it's getting worse. And it's not left or right or Republican. It's like this, this uh, performance psychosis. So there's a there's an old uh, psychiatrist named Mirlu Juist or Juist Mirlu, and uh, he talked about these mass formations that come upon populations oh, yes. periodically, and apparently it is a normal part of history, and we are certainly in a an, an era of of such. Um, have you met Caitlyn Jenner? Do you know her yet? No, I've not. I've not. You, you'd be I'm good a big for you fan. to talk to her. Yeah, she she suffered greatly with her gender issues. I mean, really, like had a profound, lengthy suicidal depression, and and she can help kind of help people understand, you know, get a deeper understanding of some of these things. And she says, much like you did, I when you talk to her, she goes, I I don't want you to think about this anything that whether I'm I'm left handed and I'm this and that's the same thing. It's just it's nothing. It's a nothing. It's my thing. You shouldn't even be thinking about it. And I thought, okay. All right, fine. And we actually supported her her run for governor. It was uh, we had an interesting experience getting to know her a little bit. But uh, let me let me get off there for a second. I'd like to take a call here if we could. We have a few people Speaking raising their hands. Speaking of Gavin Newsom, yeah, let's. He um, just said he wasn't going to run last night. Well, no, he didn't say it. He was oh, asked running. it and he refused to answer. Absolutely. Yeah. And he, Gretchen Josh, Whitmer is going to be. His what vice he was president. asked was. What he was asked was, is under any, is there a, under any circumstances and under the wildest of circumstances, would you yes or no accept the nomination? He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He refused to answer it. He's so slick. Um, you know, I, my ability to get people up to the podium here is, is kind of weird. Uh, it, it constantly, we get the, the, wheel, the wheel comes in. Yeah, the way yeah, he can save of, your life, but he can't get a phone call. And out of tech. Uh, He'll get it. Yeah, go ahead. Caleb. Let's go to Dr. Drew in surgery. Now, this scalpel thing here. Hang on. <laughs> Why have you didn't become a surgeon? surgeon? One of the many reasons. Is that, uh, is that Caleb, what was that? that? I got it. I was just making sure your phone wasn't plugged in. Caleb, did you get um, my text? <laughs> Susan's worried about something. When it comes to uh, our our presentation this week, well, we have. By a the show way, may I suggest something? Can, can you can you re, mm. can you have a show a special show called the Doctor Drew Warm Up Show? Because the best time I've ever had is when I get in early, just to make sure, and to see you go through the warm up. <laughs> it is the greatest. You this, I I never heard somebody scream expletives. Um, People coming in to hold you down. That wasn't me. Threatening, uh, Mr. That was Nation. my wife. Uh, that was my wife. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> Susan Pinsky. That's how she gets stuff done. I burp the too. brush, the brush head. Something about a brush head. Are you still talking about that tooth thing? I don't know what this is. Dental. Uh, I want to. I want to say one other thing while it's on my on my mind, real quick, which is, um, you were you were talking about. You know, essentially, you were saying there's sort of no apologies for crushing people for not uh, towing the party line, as it were, the current narrative. And then you said something about ivermectin, and then Caleb flashed on the screen, 
right? Flash up what you what you put up there uh, about ivermectin because I want to I want to discuss how things have changed. CDC states that ivermectin is not effective. That's no longer true, Caleb. The CDC is now on the record saying that ivermectin can be pres prescribed for early COVID. And the Mayo Clinic is on the record saying that hydroxychloroquine can be used uh, for early COVID. Uh, Both are, yeah, they're not suggesting that you do so. They're saying that it can be used if your doctor feels appropriate, which has always been the case. However, YouTube, YouTube still disagrees. So... We have to follow YouTube's yeah. laws really? instead of is the laws right? of the actual land. Yeah, yeah. they still disagree. The AI bots the actual, disagree. But the, but the point is the CDC doesn't say that anymore. That's why that's what I'm wondering about the disclaimer. But anyway, what was that, Lionel? No, no, I mean, do 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 you, and you have the right to remain silent and anything you say can and will be used against you. Okay. Uh, do oh, do you I'm think that then. this information, do you think this information that you just cited, which I do not in any way uh, subscribe to whatsoever, but do you think that information is new or did they know this the whole time? <laughs> uh, this, this sudden change of heart. You, well, you know, here's, here's the part. No, here, here's the part that was disturbing to me. I, I actually do not think that hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin are much of anything for COVID. I've not seen it. You, you, the, I'm not impressed by the data. I've not seen it very useful. But these are inert, harmless medication. And hydroxychloroquine is so harmless that in the internal medicine board reviews this year, in the rheumatology subsection, they suggested that our lupus patients on hydroxychloroquine, very common, first-line medication. People sit on it for years with mixed connective tissue disease and, and early and mild lupus. They suggested that these women stay on the hydroxychloroquine while pregnant. That is a recommendation I have never heard for any medication any, I cannot name a single medication where they say just simply leave it on. They say you can leave it on. It there might be some nothing. risk. They said it does not. It's inert on the pregnancy, which it's is why they're able to yeah. get away with that. Right, and so we have. I and and by the way, in the CDC's website, if you look under the under the immigration uh, recommendations, if you are a refugee from something like fifty different countries. You must take five days of ivermectin before you come into this country. Not nobody's has to evaluate you. There's no concern about the ivermectin. You just have to take it before you can come on in. And that's the CDC's recommendation. And now it's also their recommendation that it could be used in early COVID. My point is the old it's they've known forever these are safe and inert medicines. I still don't believe it does very much, but if a doctor feels it does and would like to prescribe it for his or her patient, I, I much like free speech, that should be their privilege. Remember the joke, the punchline, couldn't hurt. Remember that classic, the, uh, there's an opera yes. and the oh, guy yes. dies and his, and somebody says, give him an enema. He goes, sir, he's dead. He goes, give him an enema. I said, do you understand? He's dead. He says, couldn't hurt. You know, well, that's the, that's the theory. But go, I, I, going I didn't back realize to that was, an, I, I didn't realize underneath thing, underneath that was an enema joke, but continue. Any way I can work enemas into it. If you notice six or seven times, I've got a, I got a problem with it. Yeah, Fecal impact. Uh, I'm there, sorry. It's weird. Well, you're yes, talking about yeah, this woman you. peeing on you the whole time. I, you know, what am I, chop liver? But How dare you? Let's, let's go back to something. We have to ask ourselves this, and I want everybody, and maybe you can help me. I want to have a boot camp for citizens. I want to say, ladies and gentlemen, chapter one, or political parties mean nothing. 
They did it one time, Democratic Republicans, and then we, we were kind of figuring out that the Federalists and the Whigs, and that's gonna, it doesn't mean anything. Two sides of the same coin. It doesn't mean anything. They are so corrupt, these people, and the higher up. Now, you know where, you know where politics works? Local, school boards. You want to see something? Go to a school board. Go to county commission. Talk about you know, traffic lights. Also, to talk Phil's note. Yeah. Pardon me? De Tocqueville also noted that oh, he, oh. He, when he, when he De Tocqueville, again, I keep referring, when he was trying to figure out why democracy in America was working so well, his number one conclusion was local people practice democracy locally. They practice it in their classroom. They practice it in their townships. They practiced, practiced it in their counties. And that's what led to the success on a larger scale, the local practice of democracy. As you also know, being an emergency room physician, notice how I always work in the medical analogy. There's a lot going on yeah. there. You're looking at this person, you say, there's a lot going on here. First of all, we don't kill them. But uh, uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald said something to the effect of the, the, the mark of a great, of a true, of a great mind is somebody who can handle two seemingly inconsistent thoughts simultaneously mm -hmm. and not lose their mind. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example of one. One of the biggest issues that Republicans are not going to be, I'm just throwing this in there, they have no interest is you must be able to come up with a cogent answer to explain climate uh, change. And you, you might or might not laugh about it, but if that's what everybody's talking about as a politician, I want to know something about this. Okay, so that's it. Let's talk about abortion. I explain this to people. I do not believe that it makes sense politically or rationally to ever ban abortion. You can't do it. It's ridiculous and you will lose every election. And plus, I'm not gonna, and here's the answer why. Very, very simply, without going into whether it's a human life, I don't want to put a woman in prison for an abortion. Because if you're going to ban it, that means you're going to put them in prison. If you're not going to put them in prison, it's not a ban. Mm -hmm. Same thing for the doctor and the nurse. So I don't want to live in a world where we're putting doctors and women in prison. Okay, fine. Now, that being said, do I think abortion is guaranteed by the Constitution? Absolutely not. Bear with me. Fifth Amendment says, you cannot be denied of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Meaning that you can deny somebody of life. You can kill them. You can throw them in prison forever and you can take their stuff so long as you give them due process. It doesn't, it doesn't grant anything. It doesn't say you have the right. The only thing it talks about, the right, is a procedural right. That's all it talks about. It's a procedure. In 1965, there was a case called the notion of this, um, of, oh God, the um, contraceptive law and the Griswold. And there was a, there was a Supreme Court Justice, uh, William O. Douglas, who said that he thought it was ridiculous for there to be this law in Connecticut that would prohibit people from buying and possessing contraceptives, even married couples. And there was a Knights of Columbus Catholic thing. And nobody really, nobody really, but anyway, it was brought up. Now, William O. Douglas, listen to what he did. Instead of saying, look, I'm sorry, there's nothing in the Constitution. If a state wants to ban contraceptive, that's up to them. You go to Hartford and you figure it out. He said, oh, no, 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 no. You see, and he said this, that there are rights that emanate from the penumbra. And he talked about you know, there's this globe and there's lights and the rights. And they said, what the hell are you talking about? And he came up with privacy. He made it up. There's no privacy anywhere. It's a good idea. I believe in privacy. I believe in happiness and I believe in love, but it's not in the constitution. Okay. 
That became the law. 1973 comes along and Roe against Wade. What did they do? Roe is the worst decision you'll ever read. No law. None whatsoever. Harry Blackman, appointed by Nixon, said, hey, what was that thing called? Oh, yeah, privacy. And he resurrected with this thing called substantive due process. He took due process, which is a procedure, and says, you know what? Sometimes there are some rights that are so important, we just can't take them away. And he made it up. Now, let me go back. I believe in pro-choice. I believe that a woman, that no state, the state, don't ever ban it, but don't go to the Constitution. Conversely, I'm against the death penalty. I'm against it. And it doesn't really matter why, but we're going to kill the wrong people in half. But in the Constitution, it's very constitutional because it says life, liberty, and property. So here's what I'm saying. I'm against the death penalty, but it's in the Constitution, and I would uphold it as a judge because it's constitutional, even though I'm against it. And I'm for abortion in, in practical purposes, but it's not in the Constitution. So I, I would strike it down. I've got news for you. In the Constitution, nothing about the Air Force, nothing about marriage, nothing about voting, nothing about how many justices there are. There's, it's filled with stuff that's not there. And what happens is sometimes courts, and this is where it gets scary, sometimes they legislate. You want a right. judge sometimes to be a surgeon yeah. who says, I don't want to cut yet. I don't want to, I know this is too risky. There's nothing there. People have got this crazy idea. You know, the Dobbs case, the memo, the memorandum that was stolen from um, Alito. We still don't know what it is. They, 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 there's only a couple of clerks. They know they're just not interested. They look the other way. And what they're going to do is, and let me say something, whatever you want to think about the Democrats, they're good. They want to do one thing. They want to have, they, they want to get rid of the filibuster. They want to pack the Supreme Court and they want to make DC a state. And you know what? If they get their chance, they're going to do it because, and by the way, I am a registered independent. I am a, a, a political atheist. Republicans, they don't do anything. They tweet. They go on Fox. They talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. They do all kinds of stuff. But the Democrats, let me tell you something. They steal elections fair and square. They will do it every mm -hmm. time. They've, they they mm -hmm. go out there en masse, and the Republicans sit back, and they go on Hannity's show, and they go, hey, this is great. We're Americans. You're worthless. You, you don't do anything. <laughs> so I want people to understand, throw politics away. Ask yourself, start off with every day, Dr. Drew. Ask yourself, what do I feel about this? Independent of history or you know politics, what do I feel about this? Is this something that I think is right or wrong? Work from there. But don't say, Barry Goldwater. See, what would, Ray, what would, what would, um, I don't know who. Yeah. I that's think, where they are I think today. that's a, we are, we are both here independent. I don't know what Caleb is, but we are independents. And so uh, we. I'm a libertarian. Yeah. We sort of. Uh, Apolitical. That means a Republican who your, wants to your, smoke uh, dope. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to smoke dope. I just like. With <laughs> I had, but I think we've <laughs> got to kind of roll to a stop right here. I think uh, we've we've covered a lot of territory. I've I've tried to get back. I think we got most of the things out that I wanted to get to. Um, I'm sorry I didn't get to any calls, Josh. I tried to get you up like five times. There was something wrong technically going on here, but we'll be back Maybe on the Tuesday. Uh, Maybe yeah, the ghost is back. There's something weird is going on with the with the uh, the phone. 
Uh, but, but thank on you. Tuesday, uh, who is? Oh, of course. Thank you for being here. It's been a nice little romp. Uh, <laughs> and Tuesday, Caleb again. There we go. Tuesday is uh, Reggie Littleton. Now oh, we won't be here. That's right. Kelly's going to do Tuesday. Little John. Little John. Uh, and then on uh, Wednesday, October fourth, Kelly will be here, and so will I. And I'm hearing rumors of Naomi Wolf. Uh, and then on Thursday, Jay Bhattacharya comes back, and then the following Tuesday, Rob Schneider, and then Wednesday, Peter McCullough. Warpath. Look at Rob Schneider's uh, Twitter. Yeah, Rob Schneider is He's on a Warpath against the New York Times. Who knew? He is a good guy, and I share. I shared with him uh, some of the. Um, he and I were together as targets of the New York Times on a couple of occasions, and it was uh, that was the last. We're going to try to get show, a comment from the from the New York Times. You really? You are? Mm -hmm. Oh, good they're going to say whatever. They're going to say, say fuck off. Nothing. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> So, uh, Lionel, any final final thoughts? And keep them short before I uh, sign off here. Question everything and then question it again. And on behalf of a grateful nation, Dr. Drew, thank you not for what you do, but for what you appear to do. And I mean that sincerely. We'll leave it at that. We Lionel. love you. Hope we can see. We go to New York a lot. Hope we'll have uh, lunch or coffee or something there in the city. So Please. That'd, that'd, be, that'd fun. be really fun. Or, yeah. I think what, we what say that are you in again? Are you in the Upper West Side? Is that where you were? Upper East Side. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. That's You're not close. far from us. Yeah, that's not far from us at all. We're at Hudson Yards. So uh, we will look for you very soon, maybe in a week or two. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you. Oh, uh, wait, wait. We have to talk about the Skank Fest that's coming up. Go ahead. I don't know if Lionel really wants to know about this. All right. This, let's but... let Lionel go. He doesn't have to hear about the Skank. <laughs> the Legion of Skanks have invited us to Las Vegas to be part of the Skank Fest. Yes. Uh, I'll be doing Saturday night at 8 o'clock with a number of other comedians. And, um, uh, well, two for sure. Big, for sure. Big J Okerson. And I sent the banner to. To Caleb put up so people would pay attention. Annie Laterman. Um, and Anna, Annie Laterman. Uh, we We're are be doing a little after but dark you, stuff. You can get, I think, an all access pass to see the 134 different comedians, artists that are there. Artists is like eighty dollars. Yeah, it's a pretty so good it's, deal. It's a good deal. So and if anybody's over there, with, I think it's that same pass gets you to Ellis Mania also. Right? Yeah, they've combined it with Ellis Mania's. I'm going to sing the national anthem as I. And we're going to do a Doctor Drew After Dark live. On Saturday, that'll be interesting. And um, it says Adam and Drew, but something happens. So we're we're, we're going to make it. So it's going to be just me and some of the other comedians there, and uh, we're going to bring back some. Video, and we're going to touch your camera through Dark. the fence. Exactly. We're going to bring back <laughs> some classic videos from uh, After Dark, and so please uh, come up, come up and say hi. We're going to have uh, live interaction. And uh, Sunday, I'll be around too on other people's podcasts, I believe. Isn't that correct? Yeah, you're going to yeah. do other stuff. And okay. just well, he, Drew will be floating around the venue Saturday and Sunday. And then, uh, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And I tried to get Caleb to put up the little banner, but I guess he Yeah, I, I tried to get it. It's, Anyways. I, it, yeah, it's not going to work. It has to be it's converted all right. and all that. We, it, said, we, we have said enough. We have said oh. enough. Uh, so that's I know. We, well, I decided I, I did PR for it, but then I didn't know what was going to happen. So I just kind of was last minute. But I just want to say thank you, Skanks, for having us. And I, I've loved those guys for a long time. And we I've done the Legion of Skanks a number of times, and that's how I volunteered for skank there's got to be somebody in, in our in our audience from vegas who will come out I yeah hope, if i can sell one ticket no. <laughs> that would be nice uh and uh and then that's we got some other things to do in, out there in las vegas so that's why we will not be here on tuesday but we'll be see you next wednesday at normal time correct caleb i'm not getting that wrong am i it's three o'clock next week uh yes, I believe we're not so, yeah we're gonna change. be busy monday and tuesday 
All right. And Emily Barsh is on the lookout for the New York Times to try to get a comment from them. So that will be interesting. Stay tuned for that and more. We'll see you next week. Um, thank you for being here. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Oh.